Hi, and welcome back to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. And I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. And I'm excited to be back after spring break, Doug. I'm starting to have podcast withdrawal. Yeah, me too. It's uh, It's been a while. Glad to be back with our listeners. And it's so cool that we get to return on such a cool topic. How can we lead We Care? Hey, Doug, could you share what We Care means for our listeners just in case, you know, they, they haven't heard it yet? Yeah, that's a good call. Very good call. So We Care is an acronym for the behaviors that we at DaVita believe should be exhibited in every interaction with our patients. If we use we care in every clinic, in every interaction, we believe that it will help our help us clearly differentiate ourselves with our patients and will help us to drive higher patient engagement and better clinical outcomes. Oh, those sound like pretty great things to me. And uh, so for, for those who aren't familiar with it, we care stands for welcome, empathize, connect, actively listen, respect, and encourage. And the really neat thing about these words, Doug, is that we voted on them in a village-wide democratic process last year. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. I think over 11,000 votes came in yeah. uh, around this. And uh, it's the kind of thing we do at DeVito. We, we, we are democratic. We ask people for their opinions, and every teammate had an opportunity to voice something that's important to them. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And so we should probably move this along and welcome our guests that we have during this episode today. We have a special interview with three guests this time. This is the first time we've done three, uh, three guests from their home locations. So we have Damon Kenton, a group region regional operations director leading three regions in Central California with 40 centers. We have Grady Dodson, a facility administrator leading our clinic in Visalia Vineyard, California. And Karen Campbell, a facility administrator leading our Herndon Dialysis Clinic in Fresno, California. Go California. Woo. Do you know I lived in California for a while, Grace? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived in LA. It was awesome. Wow, so I want to welcome everybody. Uh, super excited to have you. And thanks so much for being on the show today to talk about how we can lead We Care. I'd love to start by hearing why We Care is so important to each of you personally. So let's start with you, Karen. Being in dialysis for over 30 years has given me the opportunity to spend um, individualized time with patients and just um, understanding, listening to what they go through um, each dialysis day. And um, it makes you really um, feel empathetic and, um, you know, want to know what their life is all about. I, I really enjoy and I really feel fulfilled um, taking care of patients and spending that one-on-one -on -one time. That's awesome. It's it's. I can really feel your heart in what you're talking about, Karen. It's, it's awesome. And we're so lucky to have you in the village uh, supporting our patients. How about you, Grady? I have really uh, enjoyed my time with DaVita and over the years that I've been here. Uh, but when the We Care came into uh, focus here this last year or so, it really helped me to kind of take a step back and to really think about the quality of work that we do. And um, in my 11 years with DaVita, I have a family member who's ended up 
on dialysis in DaVita. And now I see things through a total different lens. And so I always truly see my family in the chair and want to serve them as best I can. So good to hear, Grady. Really appreciate all you do for our patients. Um, how about you, Damon? What, what, what would you add to this conversation? Doug, since I serve teammates who serve patients... I view it's my job to make sure that they're giving those patients the best care they can every day. And We Care helps me look for those behaviors that we want to emulate. Oh, that's cool. I, I love that. And uh, yeah, like Doug, I can definitely feel your all, all three of your connections to to We Care and how important it is for to support our patients and care for our patients. So, so I see that you found all these um, you know connections, personal connections to these caring behaviors, which I think is so important in such an important part of leading the behaviors in an authentic and and also a credible way. So, I'm really interested in hearing how you've seen We Care come to life in your clinics. Could you please share a specific example? So uh, let's start with Grady. Yeah, for me, uh, I, I really believe it all starts with the first one of welcome. So we have a, a small tradition at our clinic that when we get new patients who start, my AA uh, welcomes each and every one of them. So beyond doing the normal day-to-day paperwork, she gives them a, a new patient bag and goes through all the items in there, earphones, blanket, headsets, all of that stuff. Uh, But what she does to take it to the next level is that she makes sure that the patient has any questions and and lets them know what each thing is meant for. She gives a personal guided tour of the facility, lets them know where everything is located. Um, And just as she's doing it, she's delivering the highest level of service excellence. She is truly caring for the patients, loving on them, uh, hugging them or whatever it is. As we all know, it's a very tough adjustment to start dialysis. It sure is, isn't it? A tough adjustment. I, yeah. I'm, and it sounds like your administrative assistant, the AA there is just really bringing the, the, the we care and the welcome to life in a really clear way, not like a checklist, but with yeah. real intentionality to, to help the patient feel welcomed. How about you, Karen? My social worker uh, recently um, utilized uh, empathy and connection um, when dealing with the patient. Uh, There was a situation where she got a phone call and the patient was distraught and feeling like she had a family emergency. And my social worker offered her to come in, let's see what we can do to take care of this situation. She... um, The patient confided in her um, to let her know that she was losing her housing and that she had been in the hospital and just she felt that her life was a mess. My social worker went above and beyond to help her with her uh, housing and, you know, got everything um, back on track. The patient was very um, thankful and felt that she... Um, knew that she could go to my social worker when she needed to. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's really powerful story, Karen. It sounds like the connection and empathy your social worker demonstrated just helped to give life to this patient. And it wasn't just about treating the illness. It was about caring for the person. That reminds me of a, of another story. If you don't mind, if I could share it. Um, Yeah, please. Let's hear it, Grady. So we, we had a new patient. She was, having a very, very tough time adjusting to dialysis. She had just started uh, not too long uh, on dialysis. Um, So we noticed that she was crying. 
uh, and very emotional. Uh, my head nurse, clinical coordinator as we call them, um, she exhibited some of these we care behaviors. Um, so she went over there and sat down with the patient. And she saw that the patient was really troubled. So she held her hand. And that's something that you don't see all the time. Mm-hmm. She simply held her hand. She gazed into her eyes. She allowed the patient to really pour out her emotions and feelings and, and just really have a venting session and get it all out. And after she did that, my nurse didn't stop there. She then began to connect with her. She began to help her to normalize the situation, walk her through steps of how to adjust to dialysis, what we're going to do for her. And when you thought it all wasn't over, uh, she began to also add in active listening. And she was listening for those key things that patients say that really allow us the window to serve them the best way. And this patient was able to do it. My nurse was able to make two several uh, several communication points of cultural competence. <clears throat> One being uh, that really allowed us to treat the patient with the respect that she wanted and to truly mm-hmm. speak the language, the communication language that really meant the most to her. Uh, that showed the utmost amount of respect uh, to that patient. It allowed us to serve her, and from that day forward, that patient has been well-adjusted to treatment ever since. Now she gets, she giggles, she laughs. She's even played bingo with us just recently when she, before she was turned out and uh, closed off. What a great illustration of all of the we care. That's a, that's a great yeah, story. What a really great was, illustration yeah. of all of the we care behaviors. Really glad to hear it. Um, and, and it sounds like uh, it had, a, it had a, a huge impact on, on that patient. Is there anything else that you want to share about the impact it had on, on her? Oh, true, true enough. Um, so later on, uh, you know, and I forget the timeline, a few months or so passed by, and we were very fortunate that uh, both of the patient's daughters came to visit. Um, so uh, me and the uh, head nurse, clinical coordinator, we went up to the front, we spoke to them, and and uh, to our amazement, these uh, two daughters had tears in the eye. And one of the daughters who spoke shared some very emotional moment with us and really thanked how we've cared for her mother. Uh, this daughter had also been in uh, to sit with her mom as well. Uh, both daughters had, actually. Uh, but she was so thankful because uh, the mom was experiencing a lot of medical issues that we take care of day to day. But because we cared we were able to give her a, a, just a different uh, medical intervention, if you have it, uh, that allowed her to connect, feel cared for, and to this day, her mom has pulled through some very tough medical things, and the daughters wanted to let us know that we had a lot to do with it. Great example, and uh, sounds like an amazing impact, and another way in which uh, you know you and your teammates are able to give life. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So. Since the episode is titled How to Lead We Care, I'd, I'd like to make sure we get to the how part of it. Could you please share how you lead we care in your clinics? So um, let's start this time with, uh, let's start with Karen. I took over this clinic about a year ago. And when I came here, I noticed um, there was a lack of empathy And what I did is I asked my social workers to put together a class um, to come up with um, examples to help our teammates um, view what the patients are going through and um, be able to maybe have a a different aspect on um, 
their own personal lives. And what they did is we did an exercise where the teammates came in and, and listed 10 things that they love to do, love. And what they did is um, they, the social workers told the story of a patient's life. Um, they come into dialysis and find out their potassium's high. So what they did is they asked the teammates, let's cross off uh, food on your, on your list, your favorite food. Let's cross that off. And so as, as time went by through the story, um, there was so many things um, crossed off the list because they don't realize the patient loses control over just financial and transportation and just different decisions that they were used to making throughout life. And, um, sorry, and just the change, seeing the change in my own teammates, it was unbelievable because it's an eye-opener for them to see, wow, um, it was heartbreaking, you know, because you don't realize what they do go through. And it's it's so important that you are out there being the one that they talk to and be an example for them. Oh, that's great. I love that. So, uh, Grady, do you have an example you'd like to share on how you lead We Care in your clinic? Yeah, I sure do. Um, So we utilize our homerooms as well as core team meetings. And what we do actually is just share information. So after we do our business of things of dialysis and treatments and clinical outcomes, we actually spend a little time of trying to troubleshoot our patients and figure out who's where. And one thing that has come out of this is that we've learned to emphasize, excuse me, to empathize uh, with our patients through connection and active, active listening. The way that I personally do this is that I get the information from variety of teammates and myself. So I talk to patients. Um, and one that I did recently, uh, in just a simple check-in, I asked a patient how they're doing. And, you know, I usually ask a very generic question of, what do you like? What's your dream? What's your favorite vacation, sport, or anything like that? And through that, this patient actually found out that this patient played college football. So obviously, it connects with mm. me. I'm a huge uh, and avid sports fan. So it's just mm. one of the things that you never know how you can connect to a patient. But once you start talking to him, and I'm a big sports fan, and I found out that uh, he is. So every time I see him, we always have a quick chat about sports and whatever else going on in the current events for sports. Yeah, I just love how you can connect with someone on just one thing, right? It doesn't have to be you have everything in common. Just even just one thing could be a great entry point. So, yeah. And so, Damon, um, do you have a a particular way that you lead We Care Um, with the many clinics you have? I know you're in a little bit of a different, you know, you have a different perspective as a regional operations director. So you have a lot of clinics uh, that, that you support. So anything that you'd like to share on how you lead We Care? Sure. Since I serve teammates who serve patients, I feel it's my role to lead by example. And WeCare is a great tool for increasing awareness of what we need to be looking for when we're out on the treatment floor. Real similar to when I got my first car, everywhere I turned after that, I saw that type of car everywhere I was looking. My awareness was heightened. So initially, when I do these WeCare homeroom exercises, I'd hear crickets from the teammates. There was not much interaction. There was not much discussion. But over time, leading by example, these teammates have gotten used to look out for We Care exercises. Most recently, Karen Campbell, who's on this broadcast, was given a core value award for team in front of her teammates. And over 50 
15 teammates chimed in with a We Care example of what they've seen from Karen in action. Awesome. Wow, awesome. And so just to clarify for folks who aren't familiar with this term homerooms, uh, could you share a little bit what, what the homerooms are? Yeah, on a daily or weekly basis, we have the leadership gather around with our frontline teammates, and we go over late breaking updates, ask the teammates what they're seeing in the center. We get feedback so that we have a chance to huddle together as a team before we break and go serve the teammates on the floor. That's awesome. Cool. You know, thank you all three for um, being here and sharing and leading uh, We Care in the Village. Uh, it sounds like uh, it's it's had a great impact on our patients and that your teammates are, are really engaged here. So it's that time now to bring our chat to a close and we end all of our episodes with one last tip that you would like to share with our listeners. What is your one tip you would challenge our listeners to go try in leading We Care. Let's start with you, Grady. Yeah, for me, I think it goes, I go back to the check-in. The check-in is a quick thing. It can be easy, and it can lead to so much insight to who your patients are. You may find out their sports, shopping, travel, hobbies, and we as uh, interesting people, we can easily uh, connect with them with a little bit of research, uh, and you'll do wonders for the We Care through the check-ins. Excellent. Checking in with those patients is awesome. Karen, what, what would be your one tip? I would say to um, take it back to uh, the eyes of the customer and to remember um, way back when, uh, you know, we would give our new teammates in the eyes of the customer, walk through the front door, you know, look at what the patient sees, how are they accepted into the clinic? Are we welcoming welcoming them? Are we assisting them to weigh? Um, just the basics, the basics. Don't forget the basics. Um, I think it's so important that we put ourselves in these patients' shoes and um, really care. Beautiful. And Damon, what would you add? I feel what we put into We Care is what we get out of it. So when I first walk into a center, I seek out an informal leader in those teammates and I plant the seed with them. During today's homeroom, I'm going to ask for an example of We Care. Do you mind chiming in with a story about one of the teammates that's in this homeroom so that you have some time to think about it? And it really starts the homeroom off in a positive direction. Awesome. Really great. Three great tips and yeah. just really grateful for your contribution here. Thank you, uh, all three of you, for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Grace. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, guys. I really enjoyed that discussion with the, with our three guests, yeah, Karen, Grady, and Damon. So cool to hear how they're leading such impactful and important work in the clinics. Yep. And, and I love their tips at the end, you know, um, Grady's tip was to check in with patients and get to know them uh, more personally. Uh, Karen's tip was to really take time and look through the eyes of your patients. You might even do that when walking into your clinic and, and uh, noticing what you notice from that patient perspective. And then Damon's was to recognize a teammate in a homeroom for a we care behavior. Yeah, three great tips, Doug. Thanks for that. And speaking of tips, it is my turn to follow up on the tip from our last episode on leading with vision with Seth Miller. His tip was to start with your why and connect it to your work. So, <clears throat> Doug, you know, I had the opportunity to reflect on my why, yeah. my purpose for being and my vision for my life in the DeVita way of leading class last summer. Right. You remember that, right? Because you were facilitating I was there. it. I yeah. was there, yeah. <laughs> So similar to Seth, 
I had a transformative experience. I, wow. I realized that at my core, I am an educator. And my why, my reason for being is to help people learn and grow so they can fulfill their life's purpose. And when I was able to write this down and share it with my team and my family, it brought my purpose into even greater clarity. And when I have those tough days, I reconnect to this why as a leader, a parent, a wife, a daughter, a friend, and it recenters me and it re-energizes me. So I, I definitely recommend it for, for others as well. That is awesome. I'm really grateful to, to hear that, Grace. Um, yeah, I had a really great facilitator. Well, I'm, you know, it's it it's it's why I'm, I call this my dream job working here at Davida because <laughs> yeah. I get to be a part of um, those kinds of experiences with with uh, you and other teammates. It's really amazing. So thank you for sharing that story. And for our listeners, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. So please check out our show notes and click on the listener mail link and find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or through a voice message. And if you enjoy these podcasts, please also rate us on iTunes or click on the survey link in our show notes so we know how we're doing. See you next week. One for all. And all for one.